Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Welcome to everyone to worship today, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. Our community worship service is coming up on Sunday, August 7th. Tickets are still available for the barbecue afterwards. The worship service will be at 10 o'clock with the barbecue at around, at around 11 o'clock or so. Please contact the Firehouse if you are interested in purchasing tickets. Our ice cream social is coming up on Sunday, August 21st. It will be from 11 o'clock um, after the worship service to 1 p.m. Feel free to invite your friends and neighbors as well, as the event is open to the entire community. We are also still in need of signups for donations. Please feel free to sign up on the, uh, on, on the uh, sheets on the back table, on the back table of the sanctuary, and thank you in advance for your generosity. There is a slight change to one of our songs this morning. Due to an issue um, with, with the CD that changed my heart, O oh God, was, that was originally going to be played, it is going to be played on a, uh, on a different CD. So the words, are, the words are basically the same, but they're in a different order. Uh, they're in a different order than what is on your insert, so feel free to follow along with the, uh, with the slides um, as we sing Change My Heart, O oh God. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O oh Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
is the Lord the Almighty. He is worthy of glory and honor and power. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain. By his blood he purchased for God. Christ made of them a kingdom. And they shall reign on earth forever. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God. You have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. Pour into our hearts such love for you that we may love you above all things and may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we can desire. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we continue with the readings. First reading is 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 14 through 21, page 560 in your pew Bible. Elijah replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu son of Nimshi king over Israel, and anoint Elisha son of Saphrat from Abel Mahola to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escape the sword of Hazel, and Elisha will put to death any who escape the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and all whose mouths have not kissed him. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Saphrat. He was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the twelfth pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his attendant. The second reading is from Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 25, pages 1815 through 1816 of the Pew Bible. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, 
so that you do not want what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immortality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Here ends the reading. Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter, beginning at the 51st verse. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. 
The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The very first parish I served 19 years ago was in southwestern Minnesota, and it was a two-point parish. In the basement fellowship hall in one of the churches was this painting. Actually, it's two paintings. It's two pictures of an old couple praying over a meal of bread and soup, and the woman has her Bible open. At one point, my dad came to visit me, and we toured both the churches, including the one this painting was in. He explained, my dad did, that this painting was a perfect example of the kind of faith that the people who had founded the church over now um, almost 150 years ago had had, a simple trust in God to help provide for them, following him in his word, and thanking him for what, we had given, for what he had given them. After all, that's what being a Christian is, and that's all being a Christian is. It's trusting and following God. We can trust God, first of all, because he is the one who is supreme and is in control of everything. That's not always easy, though, especially when everything seems to be going wrong. In today's first reading, which Becky read for us just a few moments ago, Elijah complains to God that nothing seems to be going right. People are turning away from God and worshiping idols. Prophets like him are being hunted down and killed. Even Elijah himself has been forced into hiding. Like Elijah, it's easy for us to look around and think everything is doomed. The world isn't the same as it once was. We've become frustrated because so much has changed. Things we once thought we could rely on are no longer there. Restaurants don't even always have enough staff to be able to provide service for regular hours. The prices of gas, groceries, and even simple things we've always bought out of necessity have gone up, which has meant we're short on funds. Stores don't always have what we want to buy in stock. Meanwhile, war continues to rage between Ukraine and Russia. Divisions in our own society still run rampant, even despite repeated pleas for unity and peace. Violence continues to erupt, sometimes in unexpected places. Bullying continues to be a problem in schools, workplaces, everywhere. Even criticism on social media has become harsher and more unloving. Things seem out of control. But nothing could be farther from the truth. God is still in charge. He commands Elijah to anoint Hazael as king of Aram and Jehu as king of Israel showing that he, God, still has the power to raise up and depose world leaders and so be in charge of ultimately of the course of history. He also tells Elijah to anoint Elisha as his successor as prophet, which means God will not let his message be silenced, nor will he allow his power, which he works through his prophets and others whom he chooses to act on his behalf, to be stopped in the world. God then encourages Elijah by letting him know that he has reserved 7,000 people in Israel who have not worshipped idols, encouraging because this lets Elijah know 
that what he is doing is not in vain, that he is going to get results. <clears throat> he has people who are on his side, and he is supported. Sometimes we may feel alone and unsupported, especially as we try to follow God. We may feel isolated, especially when we do stand up or speak out, or speak out against anything God doesn't want for, um, for us or for others. But we're actually not alone. We're not isolated. God sends people to support us and be on our side. God makes sure we don't have to feel like we're having to fight our battles on our own. So no matter what happens, God still rules everything, us, the world, and everything that's going on. And sometimes this means, as we hear in today's gospel reading, simply trusting God and following even when we're unsure or uncomfortable with doing so. When a Samaritan village rejects Jesus and his disciples, the disciples want revenge by having God burn the village down. But Jesus rebukes them, probably by reminding them that not only is this not following God by not showing God's love, but it means trusting God has another plan for them. If he doesn't want them to preach in that village, they'll go on to another one and leave the insults and hurts they've just had to suffer behind moving forward to where God leads. Jesus then reminds a few men who want to follow him that following Jesus probably isn't as easy as it sounds. Sometimes following Jesus means going in directions we may not expect or we may not be comfortable with. Sometimes there are changes that need to be made in order to go the direction Jesus is leading us, especially to be able to reach other people. And this happens by having Jesus change us by his Holy Spirit, by transforming us to become more like him, and in doing so, to bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which are the very characteristics and attitude of God himself, and which we can live by. Now at this point, it would be easy to go on a long and browbeating lecture about all the ways the world and society is engaging in the sinful nature, as Paul says in today's second reading, and going against the fruits of the Spirit. But many years ago, in Northern California, and kind of as a way of just in general, explaining the approach that I take, I had a chance to meet another pastor who had previously done prison ministry. He told a story about how, at, um, at one particular prison, he and another preacher would be leading two worship services running at the same time. He noticed that maybe three or four people would be going to the other preacher's worship service, and he himself would get a large crowd coming to his worship service. So one day he asked one of the guys who attended his worship service why this was the case, why there were more people coming to his service. This is the answer he got. The other guy tells us about how much we've sinned, we've done wrong, and we're going to hell if we don't shape up. We know that already. That's kind of why we're in prison. But you tell us about how much God loves us. That's what we need to hear. We need to hear some good things, and you tell us that. Now, when this pastor told me, told me that story, 
it kind of put a completely different perspective on things. So that story is one that I've taken to heart ever since. And again, is pretty much the approach that I, um, has pretty much informed the approach that I've chosen to take. However, that's not to say, especially since it is in today's Bible reading, that there aren't still consequences for following the sinful nature. There are still things that go wrong in today's world because people follow the sinful nature instead of the fruits of the Spirit. And these are ways we can't ignore simply because we're bombarded with them on the news and in everyday life. Women and children are abused and sexually exploited. Human trafficking, especially, continues to be a particular issue. Jealousy leads to broken relationships and friendships, particularly if it is jealousy based on misunderstanding, suspicion, and paranoia. Dissensions and factions lead to disunity and a lack of love and trust, especially within groups and families. Uncontrolled rage leads to violence, especially gun violence, as we have seen the last few years, and also especially physical and mental abuse, and even outright murder. It also hurts us physically and emotionally as we lash out in anger, which affects our mental health and blood pressure, among other things. Selfish ambition, causes us to want to fight against each other, causes competition, and is the primary cause of war. Envy causes people to slander and gossip about each other, which also leads to mistrust, dysfunctional relationships, and broken groups. And again, we talk about all this because this is reality. These are things that we have to deal with. These are things that either have been done to us or perhaps we ourselves have done. And all these are to be called for what they are, contrary to how God wants us to live and treat each other. However, there is hope. In the death of Jesus on the cross, all these things which are part of our sinful nature have been put to death. So for everyone who repents and asks God to change heart and mind, there is forgiveness for all these things we have done, and we are free from them, to live in a new way. And what this means is that we are encouraged to live the way the Holy Spirit causes us to live by the fruits of the Spirit. These are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And all these are not only ways that make us better people. They are, more importantly, ways that we can make things better for other people. As Christians, our goal is not just to become a better person, but our goal is to make things better for everyone else. By showing love and acceptance, we can help people know God loves and accepts them unconditionally. Living in peace with each other can help make our homes, schools, neighborhoods, churches, and everywhere else we are inviting, welcoming, and supportive places for ourselves and everyone else. Being patient with ourselves and others helps ourselves and others become better versions of who we are. Showing kindness and goodness also helps us and others become better versions of ourselves. And it's important for us to show kindness and goodness to ourselves first 
so we can better show it to other people. Faithfulness means not only being faithful to God, but also being faithful to each other, standing by each other, and continuing to remain friends and supporters for each other. Being gentle helps us to be able to relate to other people as equals, recognizing that we are no better or worse than anyone else, and that we are all the same with the same struggles and needs, so we can approach each other and treat each other gently. Being gentle with ourselves also causes us to feel good mentally and emotionally, which causes our physical health to be in good shape. This means we can exercise self-control, especially in how we think or act towards other people. So if we really want to have some guideline for how God wants us to live, that's really the best way to think about it. How are we treating each other? We can be asking, is what I'm thinking about someone treating them the best way or the way I would want to be thought of or treated? Is what I'm saying about them building them up in the sight of everyone else? Am I helping others feel the best about themselves, which is how I would want to feel? Is my attitude helping to encourage others? All these are ways in which we can follow God's leading and live how he lives. If we continue simply to trust God, we will, change, we will be changed to become more like him and help him make this world a better place for everyone. God remains in charge of everything, so let's have him be in charge of us. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
And now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. United in Christ and guided by the Spirit, we pray for the church, the creation, and all in need. Ever-present God, in Christ you fill all things. As your church gathers to hear your word and receive your blessing, teach us to welcome strangers as we have been welcomed by you. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, even though this world may seem out of control, we know and we believe that you are the one who is always in control. At every moment of our life when we are afraid, whenever we may doubt that you are with us, help us to know that you are with us in power. Come into our lives, take control of all that of which we are afraid, and help us to trust you at every moment. Bring us through safely through all of our struggles, and help us, even in the midst of our struggles, to rely on you as our help and guide. Lord, in your mercy. God of peace and of joy, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, and we pray that at, that at every moment of our life, that we would bear the fruits of your Holy Spirit towards all people, that all people may know of your love and your desire for a relationship. Lord, in your mercy. Through Christ you bring peace. Assure all who are worried and distracted by many things of your constant presence. Soothe those suffering in mind, body, or spirit, 
and sustain all who are afflicted, especially those whom we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, in Christ you make your word fully known. Inspire us to abide fully in your word as we sit at the feet of Jesus. Bless the ministry of teachers and Bible study leaders. Lord, in your mercy, in Christ you brought forth the firstborn from the dead. We give thanks for the saints who have gathered at your table. Gather us with them in your eternal glory. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
to subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always. Thank you.